G'day everyone, welcome back to the podcast, Control, Alternate or Delete. My name is Lockie. And I'm Matt. And today we're going to be discussing the scam statistics. Uh, we've got a couple of interesting stories and also got uh, Suther's famous tip of the week. He's going to come up with that. So uh, we're going to get, we've got a pretty interesting show tonight, Matt. Yes, we do, Lockie. Um, they're all interesting. It's not just tonight, though. So um, if you haven't gone back, is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, well, what's uh, what's not to like about a bit of Scam Watch? Ooh, I like Scam Watch. What did you get up to this week? What did I get up to? Well, um, funny you should ask that. It's like we prepared this or something. Um, so my little... Uh, gem for the week is that uh, I had to, to go on site to do a, um, a bit of work for a communications work for a doctor's surgery and um, I needed to clean up their rack so I decided to colour code it. Um, super exciting stuff, right? Uh, so while I'm out there, I'm thinking, you know what, it'd be really, it'd be really nice to be able to colour code all these things so that if we need to run a client through anything, we know what all the colours are. We can we can help them with colours to say, unplug this or check this one to see if it's plugged in, that sort of stuff. Um, so I wanted to I wanted to processitize a, a cabling standard, but also to make sure that the it was going to be neat, right? Got to have it neat, otherwise it looks terrible. Especially a so I ended surgery. up. Yeah, correct. Um, so I ended up building a power app using on Microsoft three six five, and. Um, the power app's really simple. It goes onto my phone. And it's just a, just a, a form of what color, what size, um, and how many you need, and you just fill it out. Um, and once it's done, puts it in a SharePoint list, sends an email, and you've got a list of what you need to prepare if you're going on site so you don't have to buy a, a whole bunch of different cables. So I really just wanted to um, turn a process into a, an app so that it didn't require any thinking uh, and it didn't go on a, a Word document and get stuck in SharePoint somewhere where you're never going to look at it again. So, well, That's what I was going to ask you. The first question I guess a lot of our listeners would have is what is a Power App and what, what does it do? Yeah, so Power App's just a, a platform that Microsoft have made available which you can use on Microsoft 365 which um, can basically do drop and drag apps so um, I created the the SharePoint list which is kind of like an Excel document with your columns with different data and then just pointed power apps at it and said make this into a form and yeah. all it does is it just captures the data and and then um, sends it back out in an email so so really simple to use power apps just collect data and turn it into a readable format uh, for the user they also can do process and procedures for a lot of different small tasks that you do is that right yeah more or less i mean it can do a lot of different things so it just allows you to i guess build a custom app or process or whatever you need without having to go and get an application made by a developer like full end-to-end yeah. -end. so um really simple to use i've never used it before granted i am somewhat technical um, but it took me two hours start to finish and now I don't have to think about it again. So anybody that, that you know, works with us that needs to do a, a rack cleanup and then color coding, um, put the app on, 
and it walks you through what colors for what, how many you need. Just put in the numbers and you get a list. So when you go back later, you know what you need to uh, take with you. Oh, wow. It seems like a really interesting idea. And I suppose, how much time do you think that saved you? Um, it's it's probably it's probably not just about time as well, yeah. but in this case, it just means I don't have to buy a lot of different colors and lengths of cable um, ahead of time to be prepared because um, there's nothing worse to, than doing a nice cleanup and then realize you you, know, you have to use a three-meter cable because you don't have any more one-meter cables left or yeah. you've got to use a different color and then your standard's out the window. You can't rely on it. So um, it's probably caused a lot of... Um, it's probably going to save a lot of um, un, uh, an unknown amount of time, realistically, but also to saving a lot of stuffing around. So, well, yeah, it seems like it a, an interesting idea. And um, I suppose if people just jump into, if they have Microsoft 365 and jump into Power Apps, they can have a play around and see what they can do with it. Yeah, it was, it was relatively simple to pick up. Bit of googling on a couple of different things, and yep. and after two hours, I had a, a workable app. So um, five has five screens, and it circles through them, and then goes back to the start, and you can go again. So wow, really easy. Sounds like a good so, idea. Well done. You might be um, you might be selling that on the Microsoft App Store soon. No, I don't think I don't uh, I don't think so. I don't think it's anywhere near worthwhile. It's just something that's <laughs> going to save us some time internally. So. It is not for sale. It sounds like you're <laughs> underselling it. Um, this Might week, be a little bit. This week, I got up to some interesting stuff too. So, oh, yeah. Uh, we're doing a lot of video work at the moment um, for our website. Uh, we've found that some of, like written communication sometimes isn't appealing to everyone. They, they like to watch uh, videos rather than listen in. Or, or read yep. read content based on the website. Um, obviously, you got your challenges with that because you're working. Everyone's working from home and or working remotely. Yeah, sure. um, so creating video content in your in your uh, you have files everywhere. Or, well, you do. You have files everywhere, and I've got files coming into me everywhere because people different people are sending me different video files as well, raw files, and I have to edit them, and I find yep. it. Uh, I, sometimes I find it really difficult to find the right files, but luckily over since I've uh, started using SharePoint correctly, and that was a few months ago, I've started putting tags and categorizing all my files, such as source files or intro files. Um, then you got your, your people files and things like that, that all the video stuff comes in together. And I couldn't find... Yeah, okay my intro file for the life of me. Um, but luckily by putting categories and tags uh, based on these um, files, I was able to just type it into SharePoint uh, intro uh, file and it came straight up. So it saved me, mine is a time saver. It saved me hours of recreating an uh, animated logo uh, and everything. So I'll just by doing a small bit of extra work on your files, it makes it a whole heap easier to find it in the future. Yeah, right. Well, that's that's really handy. I think that's sort of the way that SharePoint's designed to be: is dump everything in one folder, 
and then you tag it and you categorize it so that you can find it when you need to using search. That's the power of it. Um, yeah. As opposed to a folder structure, which you kind of need to create a, a structure in itself. So, Well, I've got a really convoluted file structure. Um, That's not like you. No, well, it is like me. Let's face it. I like to have things in a certain way. Uh, and, you know, when it comes to reporting and um, I do brand management, you've got PR, you've got uh, social media, you've got SEO, and you just can't put them all in one folder. It just doesn't go. Uh, well, it doesn't work for my brain anyway. Uh, so but by categorizing, yeah, I can sort of have the best of both worlds. Yep. No, that's good. That's good. Sound like a busy boy. Oh, yeah. So it's been uh, been fun week for me, uh, video creating. So lots of tedious work, but really rewarding when you get the end result. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Videos, that video is the way of, uh, way of now at the moment, mm. especially with everybody working from home. Um, so, yeah, that's good. Speaking of working awesome. from home. Uh, and video. And video. Uh, there is... Because a lot of people are working from home at the moment, there gives a, a perfect storm, I guess, for, for scammers. Uh, they love to prey on any vulnerabilities. And at the moment with COVID, especially in Victoria, uh, where, there's, where there's still uh, lockdown restrictions and there will be for, I guess, the foreseeable future, um, there is a real target on people working from home with scams. And that includes, you know, online dating and things like that. Um, it's just an, a, the perfect storm for a, for, a, for a scammer. So that's what we're going to go through so today. are you saying that when you're not working from home, your dating and romance scams are going down? So I you're... think during COVID, because people are isolated, and I always look at the data in, in terms of, uh, people can't go out to pubs. They can't go out to uh, the, depending on where you meet people, church groups. You can't you can't do things like that. Sporting clubs and Sporting that clubs. sort of stuff. Yeah, as well. you you can't do that at the moment. So there's a lot more people. I'd suggest um, on dating websites, and they're lonely. Yeah, they they don't have anyone. They might be isolated. Their whole family might be overseas, or they might be um, in a different state. Or, yeah, and yeah. they can't. They got no one to, to see. They might have just moved to or Melbourne. just more than five kilometres away at the moment. Uh, well, I think you can travel. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I think you can travel to see if I don't know. I don't know the rules, man. Um, oh, they keep changing. They keep changing. <laughs> Let's face it. But however, it's, however, a, it's a perfect opportunity for scammers to um, prey on the vulnerability and the emotions of people and um, scam them out of some cash. Yeah, and when you think about it, everything is online at the moment. Online shopping, you got a lot of your bills and stuff come online. you got people going, oh, the share market's down. Do I invest? Um, do I buy a puppy? Uh <laughs> You know, there's a lot of different... COVID what, presents. COVID presents. Do I buy myself a coffee machine? Maybe a new microphone? I don't know. Um, 
but there's a lot of people shopping online at the moment. And you, we talked about um, Afterpay last week uh, in our podcast. But, you know, you can see by the amount of uh, that those companies are going up in terms of the share price, uh, a lot more people are spending online and spending a, a lot, lot more, more time online. Um, mm. So when people do that, there's there's also um, sharks in the ocean as well that, that they want to they're hunting so um, they are they are and they're doing a really good job of it so today we thought we might cover the scam statistics for July just to maybe just to highlight um, how how some of these scams are happening and maybe if you just took one or two tips out of it I think uh, I think it can you can use that knowledge to sort of help protect yourself. So I thought let's go over some of those and and see how people you how scammers are using this to get on top of people and maybe the age demographics, the 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 ways that they're deploying it, um, genders, you know who's getting scammed more. And I thought we could go over that. Yeah, sounds good. So these are. A triple C figures, so um, from scamwatch.gov.au, yep. and it's really interesting to go through these statistics and, and looking about um, the amount of money that's been lost. And I think that with scamming and and um, and security on the internet, people tend to think that um, oh, it'll never happen to me, uh, but it's been nearly you know, eighteen and a half thousand reports in July. Yeah, um, a of, lot of uh, scams. So it's a lot of people that probably thought it would never happen to them, but it just goes to show it can happen at any time. And a total amount of lost um, being twelve million two hundred sixty-three thousand nine hundred ninety-eight. If they just got two more dollars, they would have made that two hundred sixty-four thousand. They didn't. Maybe next time. Um, Maybe next. time. Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. But what surprised me um, about the, the high-level statistics is that only 11% or 10.8% reported with a financial loss. So that says that um, the the scam might have actually happened, but it didn't get to a point of financial loss. So, you know, people being isolated at home, they might not be talking with people as often, so they might not have that sounding board, um, which is where yeah. that that perfect opportunity comes from. So, um, you're talking about the increase of of being alone from the sense that you know the largest portion of the twelve million dollars was in dating and romance scams, but um, it's also because people just don't have that sounding board and they don't have the interaction to um, to run that past somebody or or get a sound. Somebody to yeah, tell them. Yeah, and I suppose when dodgy. with dating and romance, probably um, people mightn't be discussing um, new, I guess, uh, people they've just met with family, uh, friends, and family. They yeah. might have just just met them. They might be keeping it to themselves for a bit, and then until something evolves. But um, a lot of money, almost uh, almost four million dollars lost. Uh, mm. due to dating and romance. So maybe uh, what would what advice, I suppose, could you give with that? Sort of just 
be careful. If something's too good to be true, it normally is. Never pass over money uh, to a to a new flame. Um, yes. Just maybe just keep keep it in your wallet for a while, and um, until uh, we get out of this COVID uh, crisis, and you know, well, take, you him out, take him out for a keep- nice dinner or something. Yeah, that's uh, that's sad advice, Lockie. I like that. Um, yeah. If you look at investment scams as well, and and that's the second one at about three and a half million, and they're both very um, emotionally charged um, uh, things, right? So investments being, you know, shares or um, you know, buying a house or something like that. Um, those sorts of things are very stressful, as can be dating and romance. Um, so it makes sense that those are the most commonly targeted uh, because it's when people are not thinking the straightest. Uh, well, so. people, uh, you know, scammers aren't silly. Um, they they saw that, you know, Australia, uh, they re- you were able to access your super early. A, a lot of those, some of those people were doing it because they didn't have enough money. Other people were grabbing that money out of the super and reinvesting it into th- things like gold and stuff like that. But um, again, if something too, sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Um, mm-hmm. And scammers just sort of target that sort of that behavior. They, they want yeah, for sure. They want people to believe that they're going to make some money and you know things are going to be unbelievably great uh, and too good to be true. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So disappointing that um, that these things happen, but uh, it can happen to anybody, right? So yeah, that's right. Be careful. Um, and that includes um, maybe when you're shopping online for a new microphone. Uh, online shopping scams also lost a little bit of money. Um, so, you know, you want to make sure you're buying it from a reliable source. That's very true. Yes. <laughs> Source places that you you know and you trust, so like a uh, a big uh, yellow um, shop. Oh yep, type chemist place warehouse. You could okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You <laughs> could buy microphones there, can't you? You can buy everything else Probably. there. Everything else. Um, so what's interesting though is there's there's lots of different types of scams, um, but the ways that people are being scammed. Um, is is very interesting as well. So typically we look at something like those dodgy emails that people get um, or, or even it's starting to happen via SMS quite a bit now. Um, so that, that phishing type email trying to get people to hand over some information um, that they otherwise wouldn't share seems to be the top, uh, the top way that people are getting um, accessed for scams. Well... Yeah, and you also see, you know, because obviously uh, people are locked in, um, threats to life, arrests and other things. Um, We're seeing at the moment where police are going around to uh, anyone that's threatening to protest are going around to their house. Uh, So, and scammers see that and they they take it and they, they, they switch, they turn it round on the actual people and sort of go, well, you have to pay this otherwise, you know, yeah. otherwise something trying bad to, is going to Trying happen. to have things that are 
relatively um, mainstream media. So things yeah. that are in the media that's probably yeah. not too far from that that truth. Yeah. Um, to make it more believable. Um, yeah. Ab- absolutely. Um, um, and I thought the um, again we see investment scams in there. Identity theft theft is a big one, uh, and it's sort of yeah. it. It's been I've been banging on about it for the last couple of years, but it because people again when people at home they they're using the internet a lot more what sort of advice would you give people for you know just to be safe online like you know yep look the simplest things that you can do are keep things up to date so with all this work from home stuff um you know businesses that we've been supporting have, have been getting people to transition to work from home and the amount of of people's computers that are extremely out of date is um, is worrying. So keeping up to date with those security patches because then if something does hit your computer, you're not vulnerable. Um, password manager is a good idea or and strong passwords. That's something we've touched on quite a bit. Uh, and, and multi-factor authentication wherever you can. But um, overall, don't put your data into any sites um, or services that you don't absolutely need to. Yeah, okay. I think that's a very, very simple one. Um, Is it always healthy? I know a lot of people sort of, they have app after app after app after app these days. It, there's a lot of applications that require your username and password because everyone, everything's accessed online. Um, yeah. How often should you go through a cleanse, I guess, a, an app cleanse? to remove your accounts and and not just delete them off your iPhone, actually go in to the application and delete your account? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you should try and do it as often as you don't need those apps. So if you install something and then find you don't need it, get rid of it straight away. Um, anything that you can do to decrease your um, risk factor, I suppose. Um, try and minimize that as much as possible. The yep. other thing you can do is perhaps come up with some um, untruthful details that you use in sites. So maybe a, a different date of birth yep. um, or a, um, you know, a, 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 an answer to a common question like mother's maiden name or first car, you know, those sorts of ones and, and come up with a set of questions that aren't actually accurate. So if you, you know, provide that information to somebody, You, uh, it, whether it be in real life or online, if you do it automatically with the correct details because you're not aware of the situation, you might just mitigate some of those risks as well. But That's a good um, idea. You've got to think about what does somebody need with this information as well. Yeah, great. I just went through Facebook uh, the other day and I, I was having a look at all the restrictions and there's a lot of restrictions you can sort of go through your social media accounts too and just make sure that your your data is only available to friends. Never make it public and things like that. That's some of the things that I do. I sort of yep, go through sure. and ensure that everything's sort of locked down, including, you know, photos and things like that to reduce identity threat theft. Reduce, yeah. that's all people need is they, they start with a photo and they, they can sort of, gradually build information from there so just locking down everything 
and not putting too much out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We'll get back to our little Good scam advice. statistics for July 2020. Um, what I found interesting was the delivery method. Um, so a lot of them were delivered by phone. Uh, you were saying before that SMS was was uh, was big, but telephone calls um, seem to uh, jump up this, almost reached ten, uh, $3 million. Yeah, there's... Um... Telephone calls, I think that's mobile. Is that mobile? Oh, yeah, phone calls. Yeah, phone calls. Yeah, yeah. Look, that there's been a big, um, a big push in this because ultimately, um, you know, the, the scammers are smart. They're looking to socially engineer you. They're trying to catch you off guard. Uh, they're trying to access you in methods that you're going to answer. So, um, you know, how often do we get an email and then we don't respond that quickly? But if we get a phone call, we tend to answer it straight away yeah. um, and especially with the ability for companies to mask where they're calling from or, or purchase numbers that are geographically local um, it's very and easy things to like get a, that. Phone, a phone number isn't it yeah like even mobile numbers like people can you can procure mobile numbers to be used as, as dial outs so how quickly can you pick up a, a procure a mobile number you reckon uh, well Probably a couple of days tops. So yep. there's no reason why you know somebody that's setting up a scam like this couldn't go order a hundred numbers and they've got a hundred numbers to cycle through. When mine gets banned or blocked enough, then you swap to another one. Just keep switching um, them around. Yeah, and they've got systems where it does an automatic dial out, and when it answers, it connects you to a person. Um, either that, or you get the old. This is the federal police. Uh, you have been caught doing tax evasion and press one to speak to an operative now. <laughs> Otherwise we'll arrest you. That sort of thing as well. So yeah, and that right. can panic people if they catch you at the wrong time or in a stressful situation. Otherwise, um, uh, well, that's right. You feel know. like you've done something dodgy on your tax or something like that. People will just pick people. Yeah, shit and they're going to pick this time of year, just after tax time to do those yeah. scams because yeah. people are going to be worried about it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't surprise me at all. Um, the mobile applications one um, doesn't surprise me either. The The number of reports is is extremely low, but the amount lost was was significant, $2.5 million to mobile app fraud. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I guess that just goes thought, to speak to... My understanding was mobile apps get scanned before they go into the app store. I know Apple, I'm pre- I was sure that Apple did it, uh, I'm not sure about Android. How does that happen? Well, there's a process that you need to go through to get into those stores. Um, but ultimately, once it's in the store, what happens can can vary. So one of the big criticisms of, of you know TikTok was um, some of its uh, data that went back to the servers didn't really serve a purpose what the app was for. Um, so... Uh, once you give permission to those apps to be able to access that data, it could it could just farm information back to um, back to a, a central place or or a collection. So, um, but you know, I've I've listened to 
quite a number of uh, another really awesome podcast in um, Malicious Life and Darknet Diaries. They're, they're quite good Ooh. ones. If you haven't listened to them, get on them. Um, but they talk about an app that the government built in the Middle East to be able to essentially spy on um, the, uh, the the population there. So it wasn't COVID safe, was it? No, it wasn't COVID safe. No. Um, I believe that that one was uh, broken down and it was, um, it, at least its first iteration, it was not collecting or sending any information. Once it's on the store, version two, version three, yeah, well. Is it still operational? Well, I, I assume so. It's still on my phone. I'm just okay. hoping that we can get it installed so that we can tick that box to hopefully get out of uh, stage four restrictions more quickly. That's right. Now, when I think of uh, people getting caught by scams on on phone calls and things like that, I immediately think they're going to be over eighty. Uh, they're going. It's going to be an older population, one that maybe didn't grow up in it with technology, um, not so old grandma un- Dotty. Yeah. Unfamiliar with, you know, modern methods of how businesses operate, uh, with email and, um, how the police sort of operate today. Unsure, but it's not the case. Uh, not the case in this, uh, the 2020 scam results, is it? No, it's not. But, um, don't forget that these results don't necessarily just go to, um, internet-based attacks. So there is quite a lot of in-person attacks and you see it on, you know, current affair. Well, the ads, I don't watch the show, but, you know, see it on the ads where trades people ripping off, you know, elderly people, those sorts of things Puppy would be scams. included here as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. So, um, but the, the, the group that lost the most money were the over 65s um, relative to this, to this month is two and a half million. But... The next group was very surprising to me. Um, 25 to 24. 25 to 34. Yeah. The ones that are supposed to be quite savvy with, with technology, um, but possibly the busiest. I don't know. Yeah, busiest on TikTok. Well, no. you get all those <laughs> maybe, views. Maybe not. Uh, so is that why the 35s to 44s are... Uh, uh, the lower financial loss because yeah. they're not on TikTok. They don't jump on TikTok. That's the thing. No, yeah, um, in all seriousness, it's probably, yeah, they're copying them at their busiest. I had a phone call the other day from a investment company. They, they tried to tell me that I filled out a form and I, was, I, was, I just said, I'm sorry, no, and hung up. Um, but, yeah, they, they get you, they can get you right in the middle of the day. Um, that yeah. when when you least suspect it, uh, and they seem legitimate, they sound Australian, um, and yeah, they were. It was quite good. Uh, Very convincing. I, I know what to do, obviously, because I I write a lot of content and stuff based on this stuff. But yeah, it was um, it was I was quite quite surprised how how professional it was. Mm, it, it is interesting, and, and as I said, they're 
like these things are businesses for for the crims as well. So you got to think that the amount of effort that you know small business owners put into their business, there's people doing the same thing um, for this. It just happens to be that they're scamming people out of money um, yeah. in some fashion. So always got to be mindful of that, and it it fairly fairly much represented across all age groups reasonably evenly yeah um you know the over 65s lost a bit more money than the than the 35 to 44s and the lower end of the scale um but yeah it, it can happen to anybody at any time so it's got to yeah. be careful and had gender wasn't a factor uh it seemed that 50 50 didn't matter if you're male or female um they still yeah. were able to convince you um so that wasn't even a factor uh, but the location, um, it seemed like the two largest states were targeted, uh, being Victoria and New South Wales. Yeah, well, they're the most populous, which makes sense. So the sheer volume. Um, also, probably during this time were two of the harder hit areas for COVID. So the COVID scams that, that came through made most sense to target those locations. And um, one thing that people may not realise is that it is it is actually possible for um, you know websites and systems that you connect to to be able to um, find out where your location is. You know, um, if you've ever, have you, are you a Netflix or Lockie? You're a Netflix. I watch right? Netflix. Yeah, and yeah. Amazon. So them too. Yeah. So you, you look at um, when Netflix restricted um, you know the content in Australia that people were jumping on VPNs to connect to the US to get to the US content. Um, that, that that they lock it down based on your internet connections address because it's all geolocated. Yeah. So they can tell if you're in New South Wales or Victoria or Queensland uh, in most cases, unless you've got some sort of protection like that in place. Which I'm not saying is something you should do, but you should be mindful of it. Absolutely. Not only that, like people, a lot of the scammers these days, especially if they're going to be targeting um, people in business, um, they will be doing their research on you. And that's that's what we spoke about earlier, about restricting who can see what on your social media profiles or any apps and things like that, checking if you've been, um, if any of your information is uh, located on the dark web, have I been pawned, uh, things like that making an understanding of how much information of you has been released and how much how many applications and stuff you got because people can find out where you are and who you work for very very easy yeah absolutely um, you now you look at hacks from things like LinkedIn um, my fitness pal there there's been a lot of hacks that goes out there. So those services that check your accounts to see whether or not your password's been leaked, if you use that password on your eBay account, which is also linked to your PayPal, which is then linked to your bank account, you start to join the dots as to how you can be vulnerable for these sorts of things. And it's more serious than what people realise. And you can't simply just rely on um, the banks uh, controlling no. this because sometimes you, you, you just can't. That's um, right. And even when you look at, at businesses and I'll, I'll give you an example of um, a rather intricate a scam that we um, copped at, at Rive um, whereby 
somebody we have an online shop um somebody came onto the shop and bought something it turns out it was with a, a dodgy credit card um and the f- funds cleared we shipped the thing to an address just around the corner here in sunny Baronia. um and everything's all good and then all of a sudden a week or two later credit card company calls up it was a it was a stolen credit card and the funds get returned to the the owner the actual owner of the credit card but we've already shipped the goods uh, what so, happened well do you lose the they goods? purchased it through our shop yeah well we we did like we we went and figured out what happened the the scammer had bought it from us and paid for it with a dodgy card and we shipped it and they that scammer sold that on ebay to somebody else through a different account so there was no link between the two except for the scammer so there's no way wow. for you know that the goods got delivered which means that the person who bought the goods at the end of the line has gone paypal protection cool i got my goods funds can be paid or released um but then the credit card transaction and worked back from there. And it's just, it's, it's amazing how those things can fit together. So, so do you um, end up being able to get yeah. your money back through the eBay PayPal purchase? No, because that was linked to a completely different account. And the, and the person that purchased it was a legitimate buyer um, yeah. from a dodgy seller. So huh. funds are gone. Wow. So that, that's how it can affect businesses, especially when everybody's in a bit of a, a rush to get online. Um, so you've just got to put those protection mechanisms in place. So, you know, there's there's extra, well, what uh, could an you extra layer of security. What could in that situation? What, 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 how can businesses protect themselves in that situation? Yeah, you've got to, you've got to be careful. So we ended up upgrading our plan with our payment gateway. Mm-hmm. Um, which included some additional uh, uh, checks to on each transaction. And it does make it more difficult when you're processing transactions because there's more information that's required. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it protects everybody involved. So it's more important at the end of the day. Wow. Okay. It's, it's interesting. It's just super interesting how there's, they're targeting businesses like that during... During COVID, I suppose it. Yeah, way- absolutely, and it's going to happen more. So, yeah, um, yeah got to be careful. Well, that's our analysis of the scam watch statistics from July twenty twenty. I thought it's some really interesting data in there. So you can just head off to scamwatch.gov.au if you want to take a closer look. Uh, but we found it really, really interesting. Yeah, for sure. Now, Matt. This yes, look forward to this, but what is your tip of the week? My tip of the week. Um, oh, this one, yeah. So this one really threw me off at the time. So I've got a couple of examples actually, but I had somebody uh, get in touch with us and say, "Hey, we're having trouble with a Zoom call. Um, mm-hmm. We need some help." So I'm like, a "Okay, what? A Zoom, Zoom call. is oh, yep, the Zoom, Zoom call. Map. Yep." So they said, I need, I need some help with a Zoom call. I said, okay. Um, asked a few questions, tried to figure out what was going on. And then I said, um, you know, you've got Microsoft Teams internally. Why are you using Zoom? And they said, no, no, we're using Teams. We need to do a Zoom call. And I'm like, oh. So they need so to connect Zoom their Teams. Call. 
Right. No, 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 not, not even that. They have to connect their teams to Zoom. Well, that's what I was I was not sure about because it was a bit strange because they needed to do a meeting for over an hour and they didn't have a Zoom account. So I wasn't sure how they were thinking that that was going to fit together. But then after a few more uh, probing questions, I found out that they've essentially swapped video call for Zoom as a ubiquitous term. So right. that completely threw me off. So they call any video call Zoom calls? Yes, much like saying just Google it rather than search it. Or, I, bing, I bing it uh, these days. You bing it. You're on the Microsoft bandwagon. Oh, yeah. It's a very good application. It connects to my SharePoint so I can search files. You know my categories. Oh, we'll come back ah. to Zoom in a second. I can search my categories and it, and it, it shows everything. It, it's amazing. It's really well built. I might have to uh, have to take a look at it. Oh, it's very good. You won't go back. I'm telling you. If I had a tip of the week... Oh. It is. If you've got SharePoint and you've got Microsoft 365, get on Microsoft Edge. It's yes, a, a I, browser. I, yeah. Yeah. No, that's 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 another tip. That's a good tip. Um, it's basically it's it's built on Chrome. So a lot of the apps that you would use in Chrome are, are can come across and all your history is synced if you've got a Microsoft 365 account. So yeah. amazing. Um, amazing. I've been sold on that. I've been sold on it by somebody else. I haven't tried it yet, but it will it'll come. Oh, um, it stop yeah, everything just, and install it. That's what I say. It is very, very I biggest advocate. And I'm a I loved Google Chrome. Biggest I Google everything. But I found it was yeah, running really, it. really slow. Uh, which mm. which is why I've moved over. Anyway, yeah. back on well, the Zoom calls. Okay. Yeah, look, um, so the ubiquitous switching of video call and, and Zoom really threw me off for a while. So I found that interesting. Um, the other one that I had a couple of weeks back now was, um, you know, I've got an iPad. I need I need my iPad fixed up. Um, I said, do you have, you know, can you go here, go to settings, go to here? And, and they couldn't follow along with it while I was on the phone. Um, and it turns out they actually had an Android tablet. So they oh. swapped iPad for tablet as a ubiquitous term as well. So those sorts of things can be a little bit challenging when you you can't see and feel and, and pull those things um, visually. So yeah, be just a couple be careful of companies, with those ubiquitous terms. A couple of companies being Zoom and Apple would be very happy with those comments. But um, it's, it's a yeah, I mean, get, get your my get your phone, people sort of think, uh, associate phone, phone with iPhone a lot of the time. Um, yep. A drink, a beer. Uh, it's sort of, it's funny how they sort of, people just assume so quickly. Yes, yep, for sure. So, yeah, I think um, the tip of the week is, is try to be mindful when we're working from home that sometimes, you know, you can't, visually share those things so make sure your communication is um is very clear yeah absolutely it's a great tip i love it i'm going to write down myself let me mind write that. that down write that down is that oh, a swish that's a swish well done nothing but Lockie net Jordan. 
nothing but like net. All right. Well, Pretty I think good. that does our podcast for the day. I think we're done. Um, I think done. we've been able to cover off a few things. Got some really good stories in there. We covered over the July 2020 statistics for Scam Watch, and we come across a really good tip of the week from you. So, well done. Yes, good one. I like it. Um, plenty of interesting things in there. So, hopefully, our one listener will have enjoyed that, and uh, we might it see. Might a, be two a listeners time. after this episode. Wow, it's it's getting momentum. Yeah. It's getting momentum. <laughs> it's picking up. Get around us. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Have a good one, and we will see you next time. See you next time.